Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads Podcast, episode 138. I'm here with Dalton Stats. You don't want to be called a Dalton or just Dalton Stats. Like, what do you want to refer to you as? Uh, you can call me Dalton. You can call me Stats. It don't matter, man. All right, cool. Uh, me and Dalton met back in the Queens Grant <laughs> days and everything uh, back in high school. Um, And you graduated what year? Uh, it was the... I think I was class of 13. Oh, 2013. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so wait, was that my freshman year? I think. Um, okay, yeah. So that you left right around the time I came in, basically. Okay, okay. Because it was like yeah, I because I, I think I was uh 14 when I came into high school, so I turned 15 my freshman year. All right. Yeah, I graduated when I just turned 18. So yeah, and that was 2013, correct? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, cool. How's life been after Queens Grant? Uh, well, I uh went to uh Johnson and Wales University for sports entertainment and event management. Uh, for anybody out there, it's kind of like sports management. It's just Johnson and Wales as the entertainment and the event aspect to their curriculum. So, if anybody's aware of like sports management degrees, that's basically what I got my undergrad in. Oh, okay, and Johnson and Wales, where's that at again? Johnson and Wales is actually in downtown Charlotte. It's at um, I think it's on it's eight hundred one West Trade Street. Is actually the uh address. <laughs> oh, it's not like Johnson C Smith, right? It's just like uh, it's, it's not Johnson C Smith. It's Johnson and Wells. It's uh, like I said, it's on Trade Street, West Trade Street. Oh, uptown Charlotte. Okay, um, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to visualize because the only t- like. Like colleges, I know that's uptown Charles, like CPCC and uh Johnson C. Smith, and then like now there's another one, Johnson C. Wales. No, it's Johnson and Wales. Oh, Johnson and Wales, okay, yeah. And that's but that's three colleges all together, that's just in uptown Charlotte alone, right? And then you also got the main campus for UNCC, right? Or is that not right? Yeah, UNCC is in Charlotte, uh, but it's in like uh, the north side of Charlotte, not uptown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Is it like a big campus or is it just like a like a little small campus? Um. Well, when I went there, they had four campuses. Now they only have two campuses due to uh COVID. Uh, they brought a lot of things. It was scaled down. So Johnson and Wells had the Charlotte campus. They had a North Miami campus a Denver, Colorado campus, and Providence, Rhode Island campus. And now they only have the Providence, Rhode Island, and Charlotte campuses. Um, But again, it was only like two buildings. Actually, it's uh, the Doubletree Hotel uh, rented out a few of their floors for dormitories, I believe. That's what it was for people who stayed on campus. Now, for me, I was a commuter. Wow, that's cool. Double Tree at Hilton. That, that's crazy you bring up Double Tree, man, because I love their cookies. <laughs> I know that's yeah. kind of off topic. It's just like it's just like damn, like wow. I haven't had a Double Tree cookie in how long? <laughs> well, the funny thing is the double or about the Double Tree Hotel, and you mentioned the cookies and stuff. Is they may have been baked by uh, Johnson and Wells students because Johnson and Wells is uh, a, a culinary school, also. But they have quite a few programs. Uh, they have a hospitality program, and that uh, that falls underneath my banner, like I said, with sports management or at sports entertainment event management. But the restaurant entrepreneurship, and then they have the culinary program. Then they even have a biz- they have a business program, and um, what else? They have fashion uh, merchandising. Uh, so they, those are the three, like, only that they have. Now, since then, they may have expanded a little bit, but uh, when I was there, they only had, like, three um, three types of uh, programs that you were with. And, all right, like I said, culinary to hospitality, which until, like I said, the merchant or with the restaurant entrepreneurship and the sports entertainment event management, then regular business administration. Hey, yo, do you hear anything in the background? Uh, it's a little background. Yeah, it's sorry, a little. sorry, my bad. It's my dog. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> he's, he's just doing way too much. I don't know. Usually he'd be asleep. I don't know what's the problem because it's like, 
I know what he needs. To, you know, actually, oh, damn, I don't want to have to pause this. Like, can we just pause this right quick? Yeah, you're good, buddy. Uh, I just right back. Um, my bad. Sorry about that. I had to put my dog out. Um, anyway, um, yeah, see, we're going on about like uh double tree and uh all the other programs um in regards to Johnson and Wales. Um, yeah, yeah. And you're just talking about the business programs and stuff. Yeah, I was just uh like I said when I was there, there was a few of the um little those they just had a few programs, but I know that Johnson and Wales as a whole university was trying to um upgrade their more um not really satellite campuses but their main campuses in providence rhode island so with their other campuses they were trying to expand and i think um what happened was charlotte was the only one that kind of survived the pandemic or yeah the pandemic and uh so now it's just charlotte and providence rhode island what do you think helped charlotte to survive the pandemic in terms of like you know like the campuses shutting down or whatnot what do you think helped with that uh, honestly, um, well, Trudy Lacey, she's actually a um, that's the athletic director there. She's uh was part of the WNBA, um, so they had a lot of or so. I think some of that, and there's um some professors that are heavily involved in like the sports aspect of it, and I'm just speaking mostly on the degree or my degree program there. Um, and they work with like the Panthers. Um, the Carolina Panthers, the um, Charlotte Checkers, the Motor, uh, Lowe's Motor Speedway, the Hornets, um, and some of the also the local um, sports organizations. And then, like I said, um, uh, with uh, the culinary program and just having the hotels, just it, it's easier, I guess, for the, that campus to have a lot of internships um, because mostly with undergrads, uh, you know, that's kind of a big thing is the your senior year is having an internship. And so I just think there was a lot more opportunities and internships um, with the Charlotte campus uh, for all degree programs. Man, that's crazy. I didn't know like they're involved with so many things uh, in regards to like, you know, Charlotte sports teams and everything. You think that maybe it might have something to do with the higher ups of like the facilities, like just being like friends or something like that or just. You know, that's why. That's why I say it. I just think that honestly, um, like I said, having great connections. Um, I know that one. Uh, I know one professor of mine. Um, one of my like top five professors in my undergrad. Uh, he uh, moved down here from New York uh, with uh, the um, Albany River Rats, and that's a hockey team. And they became the uh, new Charlotte Checkers because the Charlotte Checkers used to be around as part of the ECHL. And then they kind of folded. And then when they became part of the American Hockey League, um, they came down and they took on that name, the Albany River Rats did. And so even with him, he used – or my professor that I had um, discussion right now, he worked with, like, the New York Rangers, which is a National Hockey League team. And – um, you know, just like I said, just having all these networks to having uh, with all these sports, you know, teams. And like I said, I'm mostly speaking on my degree program, but the same thing applies. I, since I've had to, I was in a position of sports entertainment event management. Um, I also had to take some hospitality classes um, for like serve safe for alcohol training and stuff like that. So I know even some of these professors that deal with more of the food and beverage or hotel management type stuff, they have many years of experience underneath their um, belt um, prior to getting into teaching. Okay, well, that's crazy. And even all everything in regards to, like, the whole checker situation. So, like, when it comes to the Charlotte checkers, are they just like? Cause I actually been to one of their games and everything. I had uh, I was working for a, um, this one other job and everything. We had to jump from place to place, and uh, I was working a Charlotte Checkers game, uh, which was at Bo Bojangles Coliseum. So they're really not technically a major sports team, basically, right? Right. They're uh, what the way that I would put it is this: they um, if you're any if you're familiar with the baseball um play. 
uh, it, you had the MLB, the Triple A, the Double A, and the Single A. Well, they would be considered like a Triple A team. Mm. Um, so they're a farm team for the Florida Panthers, which is based, I believe, now in Miami. Mm. Um, and um, but they used to actually be the farm team for the Carolina Hurricanes that that is based out of Raleigh. Mm. Um, but again, um, I, I don't know why they uh, changed uh, team affiliations, uh, but. Again, it's kind of that, you know, you have the higher – you have the professional team and then you have, like, a minor league team. So, yeah, they're like a minor league team. Nice. Um, but, again, we have the Charlotte Hornets, the Carolina Panthers as our major uh, professional sports team. And then, as I was just mentioning, you know, with minor league teams, you have the Charlotte Checkers and even the Charlotte Knights, mm-hmm. who are the AAA team. So, and not even to mention, I forgot to mention um, the golf uh, tournament that comes every year as well. So, like I said, on the sports end, that's what I was really big into with my undergrad. Um, but I also knew um, going into it, um, as you mentioned, we were high school students uh, together. And I wanted to do more stuff for the Lord and stuff because I was big in the YCI, the Youth Commission International Club uh, at Queens Grant. And uh, I, I I used that as a catalyst for my master's degree in urban ministry that mm-hmm. I got at Grand Canyon University. And I even got a second master's. So I'm a double master's student uh, with Grand Canyon University, the second master's being uh, just in regular business leadership. But um, again, it's a Christian university, so I kind of have that aspect of servant leadership, but I've always, you know, wanted to gear my, um, business and, you know, everything of serving people and doing that in ways of sports and entertainment to help glorify and point people into the direction of, you know, Christ and the Lord and, also with other things that's, you know, gone on in the past few years, uh, especially with this pandemic, um, I've seen how also uh, the shape of just urban ministry, urban ministry, again, it could be, you know, it, it could be the way that you would traditionally think of it as just, you know, going to the, you know, inner city and kind of just preaching to uh environment that, doesn't really necessarily get the gospel, you know, to it. And that's where the, you know, Christian hip hop and things like that are involved. Also, it could just be uh, just the the understanding of different cultures. And um, that's, uh, and so I think with that aspect, you know, I I realized that me uh, kind of growing up in in suburbia, but uh, wanting to have a big aspect of of mental health uh, has kind of helped me realize where my ministry focus should be at. Um, and that's why, excuse me, most of the um, most of the stuff that I do on my Instagram, Stat Street Poetry, and that's S-T-A-T-Z-S-T-R-E-E-T-P-O-E-T-R-Y. Uh, it has a lot to do with mental health, uh, poetry and some songs and with the Lord and everything and awesome incorporating faith and um, giving, you know, hope, you know, to people that may be down and, you know, when they're just like, I don't know where to turn. And, you know, that's why, like, it, it, the pandemic also helped me with that and everything, but just the aspect of learning that in that degree program uh, helped me kind of shape my ministry. Uh, Cause for a long time, even when I was uh, in high school and even in my undergrad, I kind of was just wanting to follow uh, of what people were wanting to do or what people were wanting to kind of hear and not really kind of having my own self. So I was kind of just, kind of regurgitating a lot of what people are already doing and not really finding my true self. But now it's like I've 
realized and I've understand where that comes. And uh, that's where for me, you know, I've, I've noticed that the ministry aspect for me is a uh, mental health and, and I uh, want to, you know, like I said, give emphasis and praise to uh, the Lord. So, Oh yeah, man, that's good. One thing I I always respected about you is that you had a, like a huge devotion to the Lord and everything. And it's just like, you know, even on my journey, like I've been through a whole lot of ups and downs the past couple of years, even after a graduation, I graduated 2016. So like three years after you. And, um, and it was just like, I was, I found myself, you know, just, I don't want to say like in a sense isolated, um, due to a whole lot of drama business, hanging out with the same crowds at Queens Grant, you know, how people can be at Queens Grant, you know, everyone's experience is kind of different, but I feel like for my, uh, my situation i feel like i was kind of there too long like i feel like a lot of my friends kind of left after freshman year so it's just kind of hard to kind of tap in like i had to like really build a scar circle and everything and then on top of that there are upperclassmen that had an issue with me and i never really understood why so it just led to a whole lot of nonsense that kind of bled into like uh community college years and uh, then it took a uh, form uh, to other things like uh, up and down since then. But I learned that, you know, the closer I built um, a relationship with God, which is like uh, actually more recent for me in my case, because uh, I'll be in and out of church. But I feel like now, like I'm more consistent now that I'm in Sunday school um, since uh, one of my uh, grandfather's uh, ex-wives got ill. You know, like we're kind of like it's one of my uh, uncle's um mothers and everything and she's kind of like a grandma to me so it's like you know that um, automatically i just went straight to church and i was praying about her like every every sunday and then she was just kind of getting better and then it's just other parts of my life started to improve like you know and then it, just, it was just very helpful for me so it's just like you know like it's hard for me to start the week off without um going to church uh to that <laughs> for sure and it's just like um uh, what can you say what really like led you into like your journey like uh, building a, a relationship with god and everything i mentioned you only like you more you kind of connected with god more in 10th grade is that what you said correct yeah 10th grade is when i um officially got saved and baptized but actually uh i my journey starts at independence high school um my ninth grade year and oh you started at independence yeah, I was a freshman at Independence, and I actually, um, just as you were kind of describing, you know, you were having just some kind of some, you know, not necessarily problems, but just, you know, this people were just kind of just not really, you know, in that, you know, just some same little, just small little dramas in my freshman year kind of forced me out of Independence High School, and um I really, um, it, it bled over, you know, and I mean, it get, it got to the point where a school resource officer had to get involved because, and all this stuff that I'm talking about happened within the neighborhood, my neighborhood I grew up in, but, you know, it bled into school and the school resource officer got involved and they were like, either, they were like, the best opportunity would be either going and transferring to Butler High School or going to Queens Grant High School. And, you know, he may not he may still deal with certain types of bullying at Butler. So Queens Grant may be the best option. And uh, that's how I kind of got there. But it, like I said, it kind of led a whole year. And honestly, uh, to be honest, I typed in on YouTube Christian rap. And I listened to uh, Lecrae's Don't Waste Your Life. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the first, um, I would say, Christian hip-hop song I listened to, um, for real. Um, I mean, and then, le but later on, and, and uh, but, I mean, that's, I mean, and then a few, excuse me, like a few months later, that's when I got saved. And then actually a few months after, or a few weeks after being saved, I got baptized. Um and I was, again, I was just on fire for the Lord. And that's when, like I said, I was just getting plugged in at YCI. And, um, you know, I was doing the freestyles at the lunch, the lunch tables, mm -hmm. um, the picnic tables that Queens Grant has. And um, I was in drama one and drama two class. Um, that So I've also kind of 
had a little bit of self-confidence there. And, um, yeah, Queens Grant, though, was a really good, you know, experience for me because also I was on the wrestling team and I, through all of this, I was able to kind of get a senior superlative of most involved, which I only really did two technically things out of the high school experience. I'd be like, I was just part of the Wasiak Club and the wrestling team, but because of everybody knowing me and uh, doing other things, I was able to be uh, blessed with that uh, superlative. I would say definitely just having uh, some small difficulties at uh, Independence my freshman year kind of is what got me to Queens Grant, but also kind of is what led me to kind of just more rely on to the Lord. Uh, I'd even say even before then, like, you, you know how they always say you've got to have you know, seeds of faith, you know, and, you, and not necessarily, you won't necessarily see it blossom. You'd like to see it blossom, but it's not necessarily, it could not be in your will to see, to, see it blossom. So there was, you know, there was a, uh, um, just a babysitter in my younger years um, from the daycare that I went to. I was actually at a Christian daycare when I was younger, but I never really went to church a lot. I just never, I, I never went to church when I was younger. I started going to church again when I was in 10th grade, but just small little things um, got, um, just going to vacation Bible school with my babysitter and, you know, just having those seeds of faith also kind of helped, you know, shape that. But I never really made the exact turn to faith until I was uh, 15, about to turn 16. And, uh, yeah, I was just doing that. Uh, again, I, it's also quite funny because, Again, I I did the Christian hip-hop, or I still do Christian hip-hop. Uh, that's actually the first exposure to hip-hop I ever kind of had was when I was at that daycare I mentioned. Uh, when I was like five or six years old. But again, uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, churches, and churches even are starting to come around a lot, little bit more contemporary. Uh, style music but back in the day you you know you you hear hip-hop and you know in a christian environment and it's just no we gotta turn it off but my actually my first exposure to hip-hop was cross movement human emergency uh which uh they're like kind of um they were around like i said more when uh wu-tang was around and like that not that 90s hip hop and they were actually in that they were in New York and Philadelphia uh as well so that that was kind of the first ever exposure to hip hop I ever had and I didn't really even realize that until I was on Pandora when I was in high school and I'm like wow I remember the cover like you know how you just remember a cover and you just don't forget it you don't forget an image and that I remember when I was listening to one of their songs one day and I'm like, well, I remember posting it too. I was like, well, I know this is really reaffirming to my message and to my mission about being an ambassador for the Lord and doing what I want to do. And so that's kind of, again, uh, what drove me to get my degrees uh, in sports entertainment, event management, to kind of implement the gospel through those means and that going further into my graduate programs as well okay cool that's wonderful man that's wonderful how much um like hip-hop has pretty much influenced you and it's kind of sad uh, that you had to deal with all that stuff and like independence and everything um you know because I, I actually heard some wild things about stuff going on in independence man it's just like you know it's just it's kind of sad how that had to be the reality for some people that it was kind of stressed out. It's really sad how, like, the CMS system as a whole was so flawed. Because it always felt like, you know, they actually let a lot of these th these issues just go to the point where it was just, like, you know, like, where kids were probably getting hurt or where kids would bring guns to school. You know, it's like, I feel like when kids really get to the point where it's like, you know, 
where people like unalive themselves or they try to like unalive other people. You know, I feel like that's the whole CMS system's like fault to my degree. And I've been like, I've been a victim of like issues to that degree as much as I hate to admit it. Um, yeah. Where it's like a lot of them really could have jumped in and whatnot, but it's just like, you know, I always, I always keep the it's like you know when God reveals people in your life um being cruel to you, it just shows you the importance of charity. Um, when people act ignorant, it's just uh, showcasing you the importance of clarity. Um, people or just betray you, it's just you know to show you the importance of loyalty. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like I always carry that with me, uh, no matter uh, what. It's just like you know people are just reflections of what you shouldn't be, and it's just. It's just, it's really sad how CMS really kind of went down because it's just like, I feel like life shouldn't even be like that. It's like people out there just talking mess about people, trying to drive people insane and everything. You know, there was one girl I knew like from middle school and I transitioned to like high school and everything. And because I wasn't with that same group of people from middle school, so I think they started picking on her and uh, calling her a crackhead um multiple times until she had to go to counseling for it like how would you even mess with people to that point where like they almost lose their minds you know what i mean it's yeah. just that's really that's that's good that you found footing in queen's grant because it's like a lot of people didn't like being there i think it was just your era and everything um after when y'all left and whatnot things kind of got lame like i feel like 20 13 onwards got just hella lame at Queens Grant, like in my um opinion. Um, to be honest, because it's just like people were just weird. Like, well, was- just, oh, sorry. I have a I have a personal opinion on that. And the reason why is because originally it was supposed to be Queens Grant Preparatory High School, and it was only supposed to be a select number of people that were supposed to get in. You're supposed to be on a wait list, you had to have a certain GPA and everything and so when they weren't getting numbers like they were in order to keep their charter uh and this is like kind of inside baseball you know fun facts you know they had to accept anybody and everybody meaning all the bad kids from cms needed to go to a charter school and all the east charlotte high schools went to queen's grant for the most part or Kennedy Charter. So that's kind of another thing is you have to keep a certain number enrollment in order for you to keep your charter. And that's the reason why, and Dr. Smith, he's a great principal, you know, Dr. Michael Smith, he uh, he actually, his first year cut the Queens Grant uh, preparatory out. Um, and that was my thing, my, uh, my junior year is when he got there. And he, uh, he was supposed to be the, I think, if if I'm not mistaken, he was also supposed to be the original or the inaugural um, principal. But due to some other business things that he was going with, uh, he wasn't able to. But the first few years that Queens Grant was there, they kind of didn't live up to the expectations uh, from the and from what they were supposed to have, and so uh, they just started accepting everybody. I mean, uh, even for my experience, like. I knew that I could get in, but it was that, oh, you'll be on a wait list. My mom waited 15 minutes, and I got accepted. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, so it's kind I, of I those even, things. I didn't even know what my mom was thinking drawing me out of that school, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, they ain't got no gym. They had no library. You know, right. I didn't understand why was she so pressed on about it. Because it was like, I wasn't, it didn't really improve anything for me on my end. You know, I, I was leaving a really crappy situation from CMS from middle school that once again, she was forcing me to go to. So it's just like, you know, there was just, it was just a lot to deal with as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I used music and rap to kind of heal from a lot of the traumas that I had and just to give me like a shudder of hope and give me a challenge to work for. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I still always have passion for it, you know, even when I'm down, I don't really I'm, feel like I'm not productive. I always have it set in my mind that I'm always going to drop something someday. I'm going to get back in that studio again. You know, I'm just whatever I'm going through at the moment is just to get through it until I get back into the studio. Okay. And now I'm, yeah. I'm really about to go really, really hard this, this upcoming year, like 
like no other. Like I will live in the studio <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> like if it means to really get where I need to get, because you know this is really a passion for me, and I feel like a lot of people really counted me out for a lot of years, and you know whatever, like screw them, I don't care. But I have to prove it to myself, you know. And it's just it's just amongst other things like my medical condition and everything of that. Um, scenario it's like i just feel i just see everything it's just a challenge and an opportunity to growth now um as opposed to just a setback you know again there could be a setback to a certain degree but it's like you know i just feel like you know it's just all in god's hands and god's timing you know um you know it just gotta you just gotta put me in a good place first before i really um accept the blessings as i want to you know what i mean like i just need to mature i need to be able to uh, get better as i am and just shaping up that's just kind of my viewpoint uh, with stuff like that right, right. Yeah. All right, just keep in mind, uh, we're about to go off in like uh, five minutes. You want me to just cut um, this interview uh, off and then we can just uh, hop on for part two in a little bit? Yeah, we can do that if you want to. Yeah, because I don't want to have to get intense and everything, and then it's just like, you know, then it cuts off in the middle. You know what I mean? Right. All right, so we'll return for part two. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Part two again. Um, so wait, where, where did we leave off on the part one? Oh yeah, I was talking about some stuff about like um uh how like uh in my career I'm trying to hop on or what I'm trying to focus on um for this year. Um uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I just it's just when it comes to this rap and this music thing and even like it's just all passion and everything, you know. And passion will lead you to to all sorts of places regardless of like who says like you can't do this or you can't do that. You know what I mean? So it's like when I met up with people like you in high school who was like way older than me and probably could have been like one of the four to be like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like you, I feel like you were giving me like some really good like feedback and like actual like, you know, um, some really good like advice to that degree and everything. And what motivates you to like, you know, speak well onto others in regards to this music thing? Uh, for oh. me, it, I actually uh, kind of what you're doing right now. I watch a lot of music podcasts though and um i just get gems from you know you know people that do podcasts and also just in my general self just kind of seeing where the industry is going and seeing how i can get you know my message out there uh to help others that need the help no matter if it's you know one person or if it's you know reaching many yeah man i feel that man i feel that heavily um i just feel like you know that's really like dope not just for the podcast thing but even before then like you know back in like 2013 and everything like 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 seriously like like trying to do this whole music thing like it was it was just it's, it was always tough not that it's tough because i was always trying to like build on my vocabulary and everything so I just, you know, it was just one of those like step by step type of things. And I just always just wondered and everything, you know, it's just like, you know, is this something I can really make it into something? Like I always knew in my head, like I was always going to make this a part of my life, regardless of what anybody thinks. And right. it's like, I feel like uh, rap and hip hop as a whole kind of saved my life from a very, very uh, dark time period and still does like save me in very, very dark, dark periods of my life also. And I just feel like God kind of had me connected with hip hop and build a relationship with hip hop that I have now. And it's just, I'm just working to give back to hip hop as a whole. Like, I don't even focus on it for like the whole success or the money or the woman or whatever. If it comes my way, cool. But it's like, really, it's just more like just giving back to a medium that really saved my life. So it's like when people say, oh, you can't do that. Like, you know, I always brush it off because I'm not even trying to compete with them. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like to know that there were, uh, other uh, artists and everything like you who just like kind of saw hip hop for what it was instead of like seeing hip hop it's just like oh it's just this thing that people can like exploit or get whatever out of whatever out of and like, instead you chose to actually give me advice and everything or like try to help me and actually like not consider me like an equal per se but just like just like you know just like just level with me you know what I'm saying like yeah you know, would you say like your relationship uh, with God or like maybe your past experiences kind of influence uh um, this way you carry yourself? I think definitely um, my I still kind of go to this church. I just do it more online uh, and doing a lot of like phone call Bible studies and stuff. I'm more like a online member because of just my 
um, my physical limitations and mental health, you know, I can't really drive and uh, I'm out here in the middle of the country. So uh, I, I believe, again, the church that I was going to when we first met and just being uh, around men who uh, were great godly men and I still have, you know, great relationships with them to this day, you know, uh, and friendships and getting mentored by them and then in turn helping, you know, students uh, at Queens Grant and uh, just also having a fellowship at Queens Grant and having accountability at Queens Grant. I mean, we can name a lot of uh, people um, that were big at, you know, you know, in just the YCI club, I mean, yeah, you had a lot of, I mean, I, I mean, I still remember, uh, biggest name that probably you'd remember is Brandon Moore. You know, he's a, gr he was a great guy and he's, you know, he was like the president of YCI and he kind of helped me uh, get myself even in the door with it when it came to Queens Grant, when it came to the, you know, YCI club, uh, being able to speak and also being able just to rap there a few times and do worship was able to again kind of just help you know other people who wouldn't even necessarily you'd think about going into a Christian club but because like I said I used the medium of hip-hop back when high school and I still do to advance the gospel and advance of excuse me positive message I uh am able to uh you know, just have that, uh, just like I said, I just have great mentors throughout my life, uh, especially since becoming a Christian, that's kind of helped me, you know, in turn, help others to be able to do that. Okay, cool. That's great. For sure, it's good to have good mentors in your space to kind of influence, like, how you carry yourself and uh, things of that nature. I know, like, I owe a lot of my success right now um, to... um my mentors in the Men's Achievement Center back at North Carolina Central University, um, uh, Dr. Roger Keith, who's leaving, sadly, and um, uh, Mr. Sean Andrews, who left, like, um, before I graduated and stuff of that nature. It's just, like, you know, I, I feel like once there's good, like, you know, masculine figures that are willing to actually, like, help you, like, along your way um, in life, I feel like that's a blessing. Um, in itself, you know, because like there's been people who are way older than me that I come across who are just like kind of full of themselves or just kind of act childish, you know, like they'd be like in their 30s to like 60s and acting like, you know, like children and everything. And it can be uh, kind of disappointing, like to have for them to carry themselves a certain way or trying to like add on to certain things in their way. But it's just like, you know, I always keep in mind that once again, um, uh, you know, when, when people like when uh when people show themselves like in a harsh way, it's just a reflection of uh what you shouldn't do or what you shouldn't be. So it's just I feel like things like even those interactions are just as important, if not even more, um because they teach me how to be a better man. Also, um so that's just that's just my uh, stance in regards to like and like, even like with you, like for sure, like even like how you were even giving me advice. That's like how I approach other people who are younger than me, even if they whether they're already doing better or doing a whole lot more music or doing a whole lot more. But if like they're like like if I give people advice or I try to put people on game, I always take that step to help people out. You know, and it's just like you know that's just I just feel like that's just something that's kind of like sewn into my nature. It's just, I can never see myself as like a hater or someone that could just like um, uh, wants to hold people back or sabotage people's characters or anything. So they don't like, you know, become successful because, you know, all that karma comes back to you in one way or another. And, you know, it's just, it's really just not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, but anyway, um, and going into like uh, your life after Queens Grant and after grad school, like uh, how'd you end up um, in the middle of the country, as you uh, stated, um, uh, where you're at right now? You just you just chilling out there. You just prefer it out there. Yeah, well, like I was saying, um, I, um, you know, during grad or right or right after my first master's degree, I decided to go to uh, Rochester, New York. It's actually in the top. 10 for unchurched cities in America 
And uh, again, as I also stated um, earlier, I uh, felt like I would, you know, knew what I was doing just because of based on what I saw basically other people do. So I was kind of trying to mimic a lot. And so there was some things where, like I said, I kind of, I guess, jumped the, jumped the gun a little bit on certain things. Um, and so uh, there are just certain uh, experiences that I had uh, up there that I, uh, you know, the Lord was definitely, you know, making me stronger, but it, you know, I also put myself in positions that he wouldn't necessarily want me to be in. And um, that's kind of how I came back down to North Carolina. Um, and, but, you know, in my time in Rochester, New York, I uh, was able to, uh, you know, learn about my uh, mental disability and learn of, you know, things that I've just, you know, I've kind of knew all along. It's just um, I never really got officially diagnosed with what I got diagnosed with. And um, so it just helped me, you know, kind of understand as a person who I was. So, you know, I took about two and a half years uh, from twenty nine or June of 2019 to February of this year. I was uh, actually um, in uh, Rochester, New York, and, um, you know, just me being, or me growing as a man, like I said, but also, you know, wanting, I felt like I was called to, you know, do something really big, and I know I was, it's just, like I said, I kind of went about it the wrong way in certain ways, and so with that being said, you know, sometimes the Lord's like, you know, you need to come back, you know, to your comfort zone, and so, uh, actually, I have family that lives uh, out here. I'm actually kind of, I actually live next door to a, a family member of mine. So that's kind of how I'm out here in the country and able to still kind of move around a little bit uh, when it's, you know, working on, you know, other people's schedules a little bit. But as I said, I'm doing good, you know, but that's how I kind of came back down into North Carolina was, uh, just like I said, I didn't have, you know, I was like I said, just being a man and uh, and kind of, it's kind of also, I guess, uh, the uh, time, in, time in my faith where it was kind of low and um, didn't know, you know, when I was up in New York and so coming back home, you know, has also been beneficial for me in the walk with the Lord, uh, and in, in that respect as well. Um, but I definitely would say that me uh, wanting to uh, still reach out to a community of, you know, that was kind of the biggest thing was uh, going up to New York. Um, like I said, it was in it, it, the city I was naming. It's uh, Last time I checked the statistics on it, it was like number eight in the country for unchurched cities in America with about half the population not going to a believing church or uh, believers that are not going to church. Mm, so, yeah. uh, that, so that's where like my missionary aspect, you know, like I said, oh, it's be a good missionary field. And I knew a, uh, an acquaintance, um, you know, going up there and again, certain things just fell apart. And oh you know, Lord, like I said, was like, ah, this this ain't really for you. You you come back. You know, you you got family and friends that uh, will help you. Uh, and again, since coming back uh, home, I've had more success than I've had uh, in what I would like to do uh, in, in the past two years. So I know that it's, it was a beneficial for me coming back home, even though uh, when I was about 23, 24, I didn't realize, you know, how much support and help that I've had uh, here. Um, yeah, so it's like you feel like you had more, uh, more support, like um, in the area that you're staying at compared to Rochester and everything. 
It just feel like it just wasn't what it was ought to be, right? Yeah, like I said, I had a you know you sometimes you dream about you know if you go somewhere and it's gonna be something that you think about and then it's like not what you expected, and that's kind of what that was. And I moved right, like I said, in June of 2019 from you know Charlotte to Rochester, and then right after it seemed like the pandemic hit, so I was kind of stuck there for a little while uh, and I with travel restrictions and just other things and it's just like I said finally I was able just to get back down here and yeah just I've been living good and uh, like I said getting focused again and it's been beneficial for me. Okay, that's wonderful, man. Like, sure, it's good to find your place, you know. Like, for me, it was hard for me to find my way out to Queens Grant, man. You know, all the people I fell out with over dumb stuff, man. It's just, you know, it's a healing process, man. But it's just like, you know, I just feel like, you know, God, it's just funny that way. It's just like, you know, you feel like you're losing people, but really you're just finding, like, you know, yourself in a sense, you know. I feel like I, I've done a lot more by myself than I would have, like, with them. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, you know, like, out of the whole group of friends, quote-unquote friends that I've had, I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually graduated with a degree, you know, which is insane. You know, graduated at the top of my class, you know? Like, and it's just crazy. You come from, like, a place where it's, like, people, you be, oh, you're stupid, or, oh, you're this, that, this, and the third. And it's, like, you managed to really, like, graduate at the top of your class, you know, uh, at the business school, get your degree. I'm the first and last child my grandfather saw graduate from college and, um, you know, like before he passed, you know, God bless his heart. Right. He passed away this year in May. And, and it's just like, you know, I just realized like, man, like I really have a responsibility to my family and everything, you know, that's why I don't even sweat like what people say about me, you know, in the past or whatever, however, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about relocating to Washington, D.C. or DMV area, you know, so I can be able to go to Howard um, for uh, to get my master's degree. I, I took a year off because I had some things to get situated in Charlotte. Um, uh, gladly, things are already getting situated a little bit. So hopefully in fall yeah. next year, I can be able to relocate and go to Howard. You know, that's my my dream uh, graduate school and everything. And I would definitely want to go to that graduate program and get connected with that and see what I can do with that. Um, it's just, it's all a process, but, you know, I just, like, once I see something in my mind and everything, I, I just kind of go get it, you know, and I'm just, like, once I, I've, I've been in and out of Washington, D.C. a couple times, and I just, it just feels like, you know, like, that's where I should be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that whole DMV area. Right, and that's actually, you know, another thing is, um, in the middle of this whole entire thing, I was trying to get my doctorate of education online at Liberty University, and uh, again, like what you just said, you kind of had to take a year off, you know, I'm in that process too, but that's actually something that I was wanting to get into was the doctor of education in um, Christian uh, leadership. Theology? Yeah, uh, but, well, I, like I said, I already had my master's of art in urban ministry and the master's of science and leadership, so I was combining basically those two and getting my doctor of education in uh, leadership uh, and Christ, or Christian leadership. So um, that's uh, one thing that I was wanting to do online uh, at, at for the Liberty University's program. So, uh, but again, I had to take a year off myself. Uh, like I said, with just everything going on in my life. Uh, but yeah, that was something that I've also uh, been able or been thinking about as well uh for the endeavors for my future as uh just continuing doing that and with that it's um it's actually also a christian leadership but it's also online discipleship so it's kind of stuff similar to what i do on my instagram page already which is just you know making music and also just making videos and Christian post and stuff of that nature. So um, that's, you know, kind of the realm that I've also kind of wanted to play as I've seen how the world, again, has been able to uh, 
move forward since this pandemic. It's mostly been uh, online and everything. And so I've been, you know, like I've said um, pre or a few minutes ago with the um, seeing how industries work and everything. And um, that's been an important aspect of how do I advance the gospel um, in certain places and everything and certain times and with uh COVID happening uh that's definitely uh opened up my eyes in that respect but again uh, as I've always said since I was 15 years old um I've wanted to do things for the Lord and that's been my main focus and again I know that for some people that may be um some people in my family and some people also in my circle or in, in my friend circle may be like, well, that won't, you know, sometimes it won't pay enough for everything. But again, it's the Lord will provide and also um, something that I'm very passionate about. And so you got to do what you like to do in life. Uh, if not, you're just living for other people and you're going to be stuck in a very hard um way of moving yeah no for real you can't live for other people man that's one thing i had to learn the hard way man it's just like i feel like a a big part a big chunk of my life has just been spent trying to please others and everything uh, to a degree you know i feel like that just comes you know like you know i don't know if you acknowledge zodiac science or whatever but like i'm a libra rising so it comes with that it's like you know you're kind of like a bit of a people pleaser to a certain degree so you end up being kind of like a bit of a class clown you feel like you're you know, you're very stuck on other people's opinions and everything and i just feel like you know i feel like a lot of like my growth um i feel like god had to really break me down um through other people's uh betrayals and everything and all types of nonsensical stuff and rumors and everything, all just so I can be able to be built up more strong and everything um, in terms of just not caring what other people think, because, you know, you want to reach a stage where, especially with music and hip hop, you got to stop caring what people think, you know, you just got to have to stick to your truth and that's just it. And then just leave it as it is. I feel like my biggest problems sometimes is just, I feel like I react to things a lot, you know, and I feel like, you know, I would do myself a favor if I just like kind of just stop caring what what people say, um, and everything. So it's just like you know, it's just it's all a process, and uh, but I feel like the more you prioritize the people that you love, your real friends, your goals, and uh, your ambitions, but most importantly, your purpose, and even more importantly than that, your relationship with God. Like, there's nothing that you can't, there's nowhere you can't go, and there's nothing you can't overcome. And that's just that's just kind of where I'm gonna leave it with that. No, for real. But it's like, um, in terms, so you really do still have interests and goals in regards to getting your doctor's. So what motivates you to want to get your doctor's degree? Um, again, I see it a lot um, with um, people that have access to the internet um, and advancing the gospel. Um in a in a correct way because um there are definitely uh prosperity gospel teachers where they just want it for the money and mm -hmm. so it's been uh it's even been difficult uh even with some of my social medias that you know people who you know they'll uh come or they'll message me and stuff and i'm like i'd have to sometimes correct them and say hey like some of the things that you know you're doing is actually uh false and uh they're not even aware of it and i'm even having to tell them like don't be deceived why or what um you see from major uh people and so that's the reason why the doctorate in christian leadership with digital discipleship it um uh, helping with like the resources for online uh play or for online ministry to be able to outreach to certain parts of the world um that still have internet access to be able to uh get tr true gospel teaching um because like i said there's many 
uh, like I said, teachers who are doing it more for themselves instead of for the actual real reason why we should do it, and that's to worship and to glorify the Lord. Mm. Yeah, man, but like, what do you feel like really makes the difference between people who are true true pastors, true preachers, and stuff of that nature, and people who are just, like, faking it? Like, what, what's the real, like, main, main difference that separates them both? Honestly, you can tell when they start talking more about the money and about, you know, and also just about um, other things about just aspects of, you know, there's there's going to be, uh, you know, it's just the feel good, you know, the feel good sermons, I guess you could call them. And it's just like, no, life is going to be this way there. And it's even been, you know, you're supposed to lean on, you know, the Lord more. And it's just, I feel like certain pastors, um, they don't preach all of it or they misconstrue certain scriptures to make people feel good. And um, I see it, you know, in, you know, again, social media, Christian groups that where people will have a post and, You'll see the comments and you see even between believers, they're just arguing back and forth because of what, you know, a certain pastor says or and then somebody else will have a differing opinion. And it's OK to kind of dis disclose or, you know, have these conversations. But when it starts, you know, also, you know, promoting You know, it promotes a lot of division. I like and a superficial, superficialness uh, to the preaching and everything. It's just like kind of just telling people what they need to hear and blah 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 instead of like really preaching dimensions. That aspect, and then it's like, um, and then if you give a thousand dollars, you'll be getting ten thousand back, and it's like, no, that's that's not how it is. Or you know, a thousand dollars and Jesus will bless you. That doesn't necessarily happen. Uh, it can happen, but hey, that's not always the case. If you, you know, you know, give money, you'll receive your reward or from the Lord or something. I mean, there's that aspect, but I mean, that's the major thing is that is, you know, when it's like I said, there's certain things that are left to be unanswered because if that's the biggest thing is if you have the biggest thing or even within if you go to Genesis 1 like I said with Adam and Eve like God told them don't eat the apple but they listened to the death or they listened to the serpent and they ate the apple and they found out it's all about the power and everything but it's what you know. Some things are are left not to be are left to not be known. Cause like they were walking around in the wilderness without anything, and then once their eyes were, once they realized that they were not clothed, they were busy trying to clothe themselves and hide themselves. And God was like, "Who told you that you were naked?" Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. Certain things are left to be unanswered or certain things are not, you know, because we're supposed to rely on him. We're supposed to, you know, put have that faith in him, because if you try to find the answers, then you're trying to be more like God. And we're not supposed to be God. We're supposed to, again, rely on him and what he has to say instead of what you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, and sometimes that can even be reading too much into scripture, even in within our own personal selves, you know, one-on-one quiet times and stuff of that nature. So that's the big thing about for me is trying to preach a an authentic gospel um, and just make people aware of, you know, the true gospel. And 
understand that there are going to be um, false teachers among amongst us, and you know they're, they're the wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, no, seriously, um, like for sure, like in regards to like uh, wolves in sheep's clothing and everything, we do. I feel like we live in a society where I feel like narcissism is really held over, like spiritualism. And, uh, and being empathetic and stuff of that nature, where status is is almost king to a certain degree. Um, honestly, on one hand, I feel like it could get better um, over time, like once the older people get. But you know, especially like in this day and age, like with people only uh, jumping on the bandwagon for um, uh, just following by and whoever and just believing in whatever, uh, not knowing really, like, uh, measuring, like, what's really, like, the long-term effects and short-term effects of their actions. Um, that's why it's good to be mindful. But it's like, I don't know, this generation is just weird on that degree. Like, you know, I feel like uh, in this time ever, I feel like we need um, more. Uh, I feel like we all need to pray more, build more of a relationship with God, go to church more. You know, I love going to church, man. I'm going to say it like this because it's just like every time I go, I feel like I'm getting like some type of message or something that I needed to hear. Like, you know, one one of my favorite things that I, you know, like I go to the Hickory Grove Baptist Church, uh, you know, the one that like all we all usually uh, have our graduation ceremony at. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Clint, like, you know, like, you know, one of the one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite, um, his, one of my favorite messages from him is one like he literally said it's just like you know uh god doesn't have the heart to punish anybody he just disciplines us and prepares us for the blessings that are coming later in our life and another thing is like oh like you know you like people who are struggling the most or going through the most are uh seen as like god's like i don't want to say god has favorites because i know he loves us all well, but it's like god has pretty much God sees you as like his his favorite because it's like you know he has so much faith that you can overcome these obstacles um and you so you have to have faith in him the same way you know so it's just like it's just things like that it's just those gems it's just good to listen to that like one I'm gonna get a prayer but notebook that's what I need to get I, I'm gonna get a prayer honestly that's what I mean I have just a regular notebook but I have I do my sermon notes I do my bible study uh from there um, I have a, you know, I have multiple journals, you know, one or multiple notepads and stuff. One for, like I said, my poetry and my music, but I have one specifically designed for my spiritual walk with the Lord, and that's uh, again with um, Bible studies and sermon notes and all that type of stuff. That definitely uh, is a big important factor. Uh, I feel if you want to be able to grow in your faith and the walk in the lord um it shows your growth too over you know however long it may take to uh fill that you know uh journal uh you could see well this is what i was praying for and let me see if it got answered by the time it you know and even if it didn't like i said some things are left to be unanswered or certain things don't always go in our favor but God sees the ultimate bigger plan. So we may never know just immediately, but we may figure out the reason why later on, or we may never, you know, and again, it'll be something that we'll have to see once we are in his presence. Yeah, I just, I feel like one of the biggest things I had to learn over the years is just, you know, just keep the faith in God. Uh, for sure, man. You know, I feel like God has been really, really good towards me. Um, even though I'm going through a lot of issues, you know, like, you know, I don't, some I don't really speak about. Um, I just always keep it in mind that, you know, God would just walk me through it, you know, because it's like, I feel like I've gotten this far in my life, you know, I'm 24, about to turn 25, you know, as a black man, you know, it's like, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge milestone to actually get your degree and everything and still live to see uh, 24, let alone being close to 25 you know some of us get locked up some of us get you know, killed a lot earlier for for dumb stuff and you know to think I, I survived a whole lot you know fake friends and everything god has blessed me with friends that are there for me um you know that you know I, god has also blessed me with friends that would just never do me dirty 
Um, uh, you know, God has just put me in a place where it's just like, yeah, things might not be what I want it to be, but I feel like, you know, I feel like a lot of my blessings are coming very, very soon. And I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to it. And it's only through his grace, you know, you just got to be thankful for what he's done, but also thank him for the blessings that are coming very soon, because like, that's all part of the whole faith situation. You know, I just know that things, that life is going to get better. I just know that life is going to go up. You know, it's just a matter of just me just uh, maintaining that relationship with God and just if I feeling low or whatever, just get closer and closer. You know what I mean? I mean, it. like I said, I've, you know, I, I can definitely speak on just even from prior experience for myself that, you know, when you do put your, you know, full trust in Lord and everything, um, he will provide and he will bring bring upon peace and you know it's just staying faithful to him if you don't stay faithful to him then that's where again uh you'll see struggles you'll see the you know mishappenings in life and uh just staying on his true path is the uh way to go and that's how you'll continue to see progression uh, peace happiness uh you know, and everything of that, you know, the Lord has for your life and a full completion. Yeah, man. No, most definitely. Uh, we're getting close uh, to the end of this uh, episode and everything. Uh, thank you, Dalton, for hopping on. Um, might you have any last words to let the people know before we go off? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you know when this is actually getting uploaded or i'm gonna upload as fast as i can i'll probably say either maybe tonight or tomorrow for sure okay well with that being said uh december 23rd uh lost and found uh it will be on all streaming platforms and uh that s-t-a-t-z um that uh, is lost and found as the new single that i'm going to be dropping december 23rd and my Instagram uh, profile page is that street poetry. And again, that's S-T-A-T-Z-S-T-R-E-E-T-P-O-E-T-R-Y. And uh, if you want to reach out to me uh, and if you have any questions about mental health, uh, spirituality, uh, uh, faith, um, your guys are speaking. All right, cool. Thank you. That's the Mental Thoughts Podcast, episode 138. We sewn in and now we're sewing out. Thank you very much for hopping on. No problem. All right, cool.